So what did we think of season two? What are our top threes? What are our bottom threes? Listener, tune in to find out. Oh, right now, of course. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Welcome to We View Yasha. We're going to do our uh, talk about season two as a whole. And then we're going to start with our least favorite episodes and then end positively with our top episodes. Uh, we didn't. We did a pre-discussion kind of last time, or was season one just more of a lock that we pretty much knew how we felt about the episode, so it was easy to guess what the others... I think so. This one, I feel like I have no idea what you're going to pick. <laughs> a pretty good idea, because I know there's a favorite character of yours, but we'll see. Yeah, and I'm not sure which way you're going to go. <laughs> It'll be fun, guys. <laughs> oh. Uh, spoiler alert, Genenji is not number one. So you don't need to worry. So while I'm going to open my spreadsheet right now. So while it does that, I spreadsheet. just, I mean, I want to get like all the episodes kind of, uh, I listed all of the episodes from best to worst. To, oh my goodness. Yeah. All the ones from season two. And really when you put them in a line like that, the, the chaotic nature of season two is really apparent that. I can't believe some episodes are in this season. They seem like season one episodes. It doesn't really feel like this one starts until Koga is introduced. And he's not even the thrust of the season. It's the sword, I think, is really the most important thing. Second most important thing being uh, Naraku is now creating people. Yeah, even he's not really a driving focus of the season. He just kind of pops up every couple episodes. <laughs> he's doing the same stuff he's always been doing and more important than him is Kikyo perhaps working close with him I'm being very careful in saying she's working with him because I don't want you to get mad at me <laughs> and in between all of that uh, Kagome goes home twice angrily Which are in my opinion some of the highlights of the season oh well technically three times because she goes briefly comes back and then leaves again in a huff oh right right yeah. But, yeah, I don't know that the modern day episodes are kind of the they're kind of up here for me. Well, they're good ones. I think I agree. Not to preemptively tell you what my possible top ones are, but <laughs> definitely that's the case. And there weren't there wasn't a whole lot of room for one-off style episodes. There was Genenji. I kind of view Juromaru and Kagoromaru as a little bit of a one-off. If we're accepting that Naraku can now create things, it's just like, oh, we have to fight a creation of Naraku. And there's not much in the way of sword stuff or what have you. Maroku's episode. That's true. That was a nice little one-off. And if we're counting his, then also the four uh, Kohaku and... Sango episodes. Lindsay just sneered. (laughs) Overall, this season's good because it has really high-rated episodes. Um, It reached great heights, and then I guess its average is just kind of what's bringing it down. Yeah, the ones that are good are really good. Mm -hmm. Agreed. If you're comparing, like, overall season two to season one... I say I think I enjoyed season one more. I think it was more consistent with like the good episodes. I'll agree to that. 
I think so. And it was just exciting. It's like, oh, ooh, who's going to be introduced <laughs> now? Who's this boomerang lady? <laughs> no, they really, really made you wait for that. <laughs> Maybe it's, um, you've seen the Oceans movies, right? Mm-hmm. You remember there's Oceans 11. Right, the good one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like season one of Inuyasha. <laughs> and then there's Oceans 12. The bad one. <laughs> no, part three is the bad one. Part three was marginally better because at least they were back in Vegas. Oh, that's the thing I didn't like. It's like we're just going back to Vegas, not going oh. to a third new spot. I was always like, back to your roots, yay! No. Well, I'll say the second movie is better on the second watch, but my problem with that one was just everybody was losing way too much. So similarly, uh, getting through this season, it's like we have to watch our beloved characters lose a lot. So that they can learn to become stronger and what have you. Come back for Ocean's 13. Where I guess Al Pacino's <laughs> there. And they easily fool him. What are your, uh, well, I guess I can't ask you because you probably remember. But uh, my hopes for season three include maybe branching out into some new territory. Moving past the Musashi Plain into other places. Maybe getting back on the trail of the Jewel Shards. Yeah, would be like nice. That took a backseat this episode. Yeah. Kind of like, eh, Naraku's got them all. We'll just go after him. And he's got a giant Pac-Man-sized jewel shard that is on the sixth or seventh disc of the DVD set. And nowhere near as small as it should be on the spine of these things. It makes sense to specific people, that reference. Anyway. Uh, 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 what else do I hope? I don't know. The show's kind of unpredictable. Um, I hope Inuyasha visits modern day more often. I hope he gets a hat. I remember you saying something about that a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know if it's a talking hat. <laughs> Might just be a hat he needs to wear to hide his ears. <laughs> he happens to be in modern day. Oh, it's like a Star Trek episode. <laughs> City on the Edge of Forever. They have to hide Spock's ears. Oh wait, maybe I'm thinking of the fourth Star Trek movie where they have to hide <laughs> Spock's ears. Well, Spock was dead. Spock is resurrected in the third movie. Oh. He uh, mind melds with McCoy before he dies, and then McCoy in the third movie starts having hallucinations. I won't go into it. <laughs> third one's called The Search for Spock. Okay, right, right, right. And Kirstie Alley did not come back, which is too bad because she was great. As Sarek, I think her character's name was in the second movie, she played a great Vulcan. Oh, so speaking of third. Oh, boy. <laughs> Perfect. You should do that more often. <laughs> Lindsay, let's talk about our least favorite episodes of season two. I would like you to go first and talk about your third least favorite episode. I don't know what it could be. I'm super excited. Let me get my spreadsheet, and then I'll tell you where I rated it. Okay, go. All right. This was kind of tough, because there were some others that I felt probably were really close, but I really thought of it as if I had these two episodes to watch again, which one would I rather watch? And the one I didn't want to watch again got number three. Ooh, I love it. 
Jinenji. Oh. <laughs> Tiniest <laughs> Where did I put Jinenji? Oh, only three above. No, four above, it looks like. So it's like my seventh least favorite. And it's not, like, thinking back on it, rewatching it, it wasn't bad. Like you had said, it was a classic Kagome and Inuyasha adventure. I just thought, I don't like the old lady. I don't like Jinenji. Nobody seemed in any sort of hurry to get back to poisoned Kilala. It, instead, they were just going to stick their nose in other people's business. And, <laughs> I'll agree with you there that the episode is kind of lacking in any sort of suspense that it's kind of it's a bone they throw to the audience the people who miss that like how oh, these two on an adventure together and it's the only one we really get in this entire season so it's like cherish it and then otherwise <laughs> everyone else is like we got a tv show to get back to if you guys want to like season two called they want their characters back i almost went for um much as I like Kagura, I think her introduction is weak. I almost that one was almost um, what's it called a a duel to the death or trapped in a duel to the death. Yes, I have that one about midway. But I agree that if you're a big Kagura fan, then she takes a backseat to yeah her it was, own plan. Yeah, kind of an inconsistent episode, I thought. But then I thought well, I'd rather watch that than watch Denichi. And you don't hate the episode because he's a big old Ugmo, right? No. Okay. No, he is. I don't think he's... Oh, yeah, he does have a top knot. <laughs> he's too close to his mom. I think we can agree with that. Yeah. He is like Rorschach in Little Children. <laughs> I don't think he's a child molester, but I'm just saying that he's just a little too close to his mom. Uh, maybe, the <laughs> maybe the villagers had the right idea in that case. <laughs> Oh, and it would have been like a Freddy Krueger type thing. <laughs> They're just being preemptive and killing this guy. Oh, yeah. They did set his house on fire. I mean, there are connections everywhere if you just look at them. <laughs> My third least favorite is the backlash wave. Tetsaiga's ultimate technique. Oh, the one we just watched. The one we just talked about. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can properly articulate this. The fourth one, my fourth least favorite, was Sango's Suffering and Kohaku's Life. So I was really struggling with these two, which to put at number three. And what won out was I like the animation better in Sango's Suffering. What they were doing with Kagome and her brother and Sango and her brother. Mm. And uh, there's not a whole lot of movement in this one, but... Uh, we do learn some things about our characters and more happens in the following episode where they're trapped at Naraku's castle and Sango takes a thing to the back wait that's in that one right no she gets poisoned yeah that's when she uses her little arm arm knife yeah and, one time and gives Kohaku her mask yeah and then somehow ten days later they find Kohaku again even though more seems to happen within the show but we won't get caught up on that. Uh, the backlash wave, uh, the animation really threw me off. And I didn't start liking the episode until the second half. Uh, yeah, it really bothered me that his friends weren't helping him out very much. That uh, you could have thought of a better reason to keep them 
away or maybe they don't get there in time and this is just about Inuyasha learning to carry the Tetsaga, learn the new technique, what have you. So that's why that one's my number three. It is still a fair bit better than the next two, so keep that in mind. <laughs> Alright, what's your second least favorite episode of season two? Kaijimbo's Evil Sword. Really? Yes. Interesting. That yeah. One, that one I put just below Janenji Kind Yet Sad. So, hmm, interesting. I was kind of trying to go through and remember. <laughs> and I was looking through my notes, and I don't think I had a whole lot written for this episode. But I think it was just because it was meh. Like everything, like you had said, everything that happens in the previous episode is like the good parts. But it's not in this episode. This is all the setup. There, season two has a lot of like two episode arcs where the first episode is not very strong and it has to set up for the second one, which yep. is better. Yeah, the exception to that one being the Backlash Wave two-parter, I think, uh, where I do like the first episode better. All the other ones totally agree that it ends really strong with like a big fight, uh, ends satisfyingly, but the setups are seem just kind of... With the exception of Koga and Sashomaru, that whole arc thing. Oh yeah, made. that was like a three, like four or five parter. Yeah, <laughs> that they did pretty good. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, all the little two episode, all the stuff with Sango and her brother, and the sword, the yeah. evil sword. So this one, I think, one points for me because of that sweet tooth joke where he rips out Inuyasha's fang. <laughs> with no preemptive. Oh yeah, I found Rin annoying in this episode. Oh, yeah. She was just a little too much. That was the first time she starts talking. Yeah. And uh, I liked the long pan down from the rising sun as they're fighting. We learn so much about a kaijimbo, and then he just dies. (laughs) (laughs) Killed a bunch of children, that guy. Yeah. Ten of them. And what's his... The cow riding guy with the hammer. Totosai. Totosai. Yep. Yeah. Just fired him. Totosai. I mean, he doesn't... He's like, yeah, he was killing children to make his swords. And that is against you our company policy. Just now kind of noticed that he was a little off after he killed 12 children. It was kind of like, really, Totosai? I thought it was a bit. <laughs> you wouldn't think, you know, after the first one. Mm, <laughs> we don't have a place for you here. Maybe that's just his threshold. At the ninth one, he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> One more. Little Benny Fufu. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good number two. My number two <laughs> is that unforgettable face. Which is a second half, isn't it? Yep. Interesting. I mean, this two-parter was... about that one. Uh, it was a real low point in the season. Uh, maybe I should move that to number three instead of Janinji. Oh, uh, ooh. I think I'd rather watch the Janinji episode than that episode. Well, thinking about it now, let's see if I can be convinced on this that it deserves higher. Um, Kohaku, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, he's chasing after Kagome. Mm-hmm. Cut her arm. Inuyasha does learn and then tries to help. And Kagura's just kind of there, not doing much. Yeah, Kagura's wasted. Wasted. Oh, this was wasn't this the one where we were wondering if uh, it should have taken place a lot earlier in the show? Yeah, it felt out of 
place in the timeline. There was like a throwaway, uh, throwaway line of, oh, Kagome, you're back. Uh, you two, stop fighting. Sango is the one who wants to kill Kohaku in that episode instead of Inuyasha. Yeah, and that's the only shiny Yasha has point. to stay her hand. Yeah. yeah, it didn't do much for me. Think, yeah. <laughs> I think I liked it when she was going to kill Kohaku. Maybe that's why I was like, oh, no, that was tolerable. Yeah, even more of a, like, people say Kikyo's a bummer whenever she shows up in the show, but I think Kohaku is a bummer when he shows up. Yeah. The math's all wrong if you're rooting for Sango of, like, just kill your brother so that we don't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, even when Kohaku, like, had lost his memory and he's, like, fancying, or fancying, chopping wood all fancy for those elderly couple, even then he was boring. Yeah, I didn't care that he was happy for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, oh, great, here comes Kohaku. I think I'd like him if he just, like, read a book in front of a fire or something. He didn't have weapons. <laughs> what is, okay, uh, like, we're already at number one. You ready? Wow. What is so your least, least favorite? favorite of season two? Kohaku's Lost Memory. Well, this is great because that is also my least favorite episode of season two. Hooray! Yeah, let's talk more about how he chops wood. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. He's lusting after his sister, which is weird. Uh, I don't like Songo in this episode. Usually I do like Songo, but this one I'm just like, Songo, you're smarter than this. Yeah, it's hard to defend her. Uh, she said this was going to happen. But you'd think the quote-unquote 10 days since it last happened, she would have learned to be strong. But fortunately, this whole thing just serves to uh, make that character weak. And we know it's a trick. It's even to the point where I thought the old couple that we never see again, that they were just like demon puppets in disguise. <laughs> Could you imagine if this weren't a trick? And Kohaku really was just fine, and he just joined their gang. No, because then we'd be waiting for the whole time, like Naraku, to be like, to say the, uh, <laughs> why don't you play some solitaire? That's a Manchurian candidate reference. And then he pulls out a, a gun with a silencer and kills his family. That's from the same movie. That's not what happened with Kohaku. <laughs> Manchurian Kohaku. <laughs> no, I. The only other way this that would have worked is if he'd run off. Like, if this wasn't a trick, and they were like, Kohaku, I might have even liked that better if he just said... Shippo. I couldn't deal with Shippo and Kohaku every episode. <laughs> so if Kohaku had decided that he was too dangerous to stick around, if he had overheard that conversation, it's just like, all right, I'm out of here. And then they didn't know where he was. And maybe they run across him every once in a while. But what would he do? I mean, that's just another Kikio, though, isn't it? It's like a less cool Kikio. So you're comparing Kohaku to Kikio? The role in the show. <laughs> Lindsay, not everything's an attack what? on your girl. Because yeah, he can't be I, doing his own mission. That's weird. Yeah, and it wouldn't have it wouldn't worked. It so it was very obvious that you I'm so... Ugh. You could see where the story's going when you start the episode. And it's like, oh, here comes Kohaku. This is a trick. Oh, everybody argue about him. Even Kagura couldn't pull this episode up. Yeah, she was just a lowly distraction demon. Yeah. Might as well have been Kana. 
wasted. Kana, stupid Kana. <laughs> you dislike Kana? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I didn't get that from our discussion. Oh, she doesn't do anything. She just is like Miss Mopey Face all the time. You did make fun of her for that, I remember. Yeah. But she's she's just what she's supposed to be, avoid. But she did so good on that lazy Susan they were standing on. <laughs> like spun around. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing she does. I really don't know why he keeps her around. I guess because she's got a mirror. She's got a backlash mirror. <laughs> oh my god, is there going to be an episode where they're backlashing each other? Maybe. Ooh. I can't remember. I know she... She uses her mirror for something else. She's just not in it like Kagura is. Kagura, you get to know more and you see her in action more and she's got more of a personality. There's some awesome sexual tension between her and Sashomaru San Samar. Oh, plus that. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> you were very free to admit that like you would watch the two of them bone zoning. <laughs> I'd like to see them and you know. Do you think that like it would be really rough? Like they try to kill each other <laughs> during Probably. It wouldn't be very tender, I don't think. <laughs> no. Which is why it'd only be a one night stand. I don't think they could do it again. No, I think it they'd it wouldn't be nightly, but it'd be like a <laughs> maybe like a Jack Sparrow, Penelope Cruz kind of thing. It's like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen you. Oh. She would unlock uh Sashomaru's demon form. I th- oh, there we go. <laughs> if anybody can take it, it's oh, her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's stop discussing that and discuss instead our favorite episodes of this season. Yay! Uh, do you want to go first again for your third favorite? Ooh, okay. Third favorite, Onigumo's heart still beats within Naraku. Interesting. This was up there for me as well, but it did not crack my top three. I think. Oh, it's number four. Oh. Oh, great. Pretty close. Um, I think the animation knocked it down because mm. it was like the secondary team that was doing it but i'm sorry go ahead yeah to like the very end of the episode mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like all weirdly super detailed <laughs> yeah so this got your girl in it yes and i had forgotten i'd really forgotten this episode so rewatching it again i went damn why didn't i like this episode this is great mainly because of the end with Kikyo and Inuyasha. Yep. Love the whole star-crossed, we're not meant to be thing. They have a proper conversation because wisely they wrote Kagome a reason to be home and away from danger and everything so we could just focus on this. I can imagine it in a um, weekly show context that it might be frustrating to... Because there's no plot movement in this episode. But yeah, I agree. It ended up there's being, only heart. I know. It's so good. <laughs> it is great. Kikyo and two, I think it's one of the best sides she's shown this whole season. Because, uh, yeah, she's not always uh, not always looking like she's doing something terribly helpful. <laughs> but I think this, you actually do get to see kind of behind her little icy facade a little bit. But... You see her in trouble. Which means, I think that helps her plan as well. Because she can't just go straight at Naraku at this point. She's not strong enough. Inuyasha gets to save her, possibly for the very last time in the entire show. 
I hope he enjoys that feeling of, of being a knight in shining armor for her. I did think the end was very beautiful with all the souls floating around. And um, then you had that whole cliffhanger thing where Inuyasha just turns around and sees Kagome and just they just stare at each other. Like, yep. uh, so yeah, I really, I really did enjoy this episode after all. And it's up there for me. However... The one that beat it out for a variety of reasons. Uh, well, not really. <laughs> the one that beat it out, the man who fell in love with Kagome. From Shippo being awesome and transforming into Koga to try to lead her out of the cave. To the gang trying to rescue Kagome. To the assault on the Birds of Paradise. To the ending where she yells idiot a bunch of times and decides to go home to her own time. A highly enjoyable uh, adventure and a good ending to what's essentially been a five episode arc. <laughs> yes, that, yeah. That whole arc, I think, was strong. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, that was, that was funny and action y. And, you know, got to know Koga a little, little more. Got to see those legs. I think it's real. I think it's part of his body that he can control. It cannot be a belt. Yep, and it's good for uh, Kagome to have another love interest so she's just not torturing herself with a man who at this point she can probably never have. Yeah. I think it's good that Inuyasha's not the only one who has this problem with two girls. Yep. And I think it makes Sinyasha maybe not take Kagome quite so much for granted. Right. If he exploited her uh, kindness, um, then it would just be extra tragic. And we wouldn't like Inuyasha as much. I think he has been a really strong addition to to the Inuyasha yep. gang. He's a better rival in love than... I mean, Moroku kind of... It seemed like he was going to start off that way. And then he just became like a best friend, a wingman type. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping they keep Koga as like the the real wild card. Of, <laughs> you don't know whether I'm coming or going. <laughs> That's my number three. What's your number two? The one right after <laughs> two oh. hearts, one mind. Yay! And this, I love the whole modern day thing. Like, I think the episodes that they do in modern day are strong. Uh, this one I liked a little more than um, the other one, which was sad. You know, she's back home because she's heartbroken, and that one was really sad. This one is funnier because they just had this big fight about Koga. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the episode title says it all. Two hearts, one. They're, they perfect. both want the same thing, and they're just too much like each other. Till you know the very end, and they end up making up. But yeah, it, I thought it was really cute. <laughs> Maybe dirty feet prints by her bed, <laughs> stole her alarm clock. Kagome's doorknob. Let's not forget Kigome's that. Doorknob. <laughs> Poor Hojo. Uh, Shippo's oh, drawings. Right. Oh, <laughs> and it had the drawings. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think it was. It was a good, funny, enjoyable episode. Not, not a lot plot wise. 
but um, what it takes to make up after a fight with those two. <laughs> and poor Kaede watches as her team is uh, fighting amongst themselves <laughs> over nothing as Moroku threatens to use the wind tunnel. Oh, yeah, and then it ended with... Um, Oh, gosh, that had so many great moments. Yeah. Inuyasha trying to sneak to the well, and Moroku under that, like, giant lily pad thing. And he's like, oh, this, this is hilarious. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was with the, when Moroku was uh, running game. Yep, he was fortune-telling. <laughs> he was reading palms. Yeah, this, I don't know, just had a lot of great moments. Yeah, he was about to get out in a three-way with two, uh, <laughs> two village girls. <laughs> yep. Well, I hope we're of age. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> they looked at the time <laughs> fine. Yeah, strong episode. I think I have it as number five. My number two is return to the place where we first met. The other sad, <laughs> go back home to your own time once again. Kagome episode. I perhaps justified. Uh, putting Onigumo's heart in number four and then a fun episode at number three I'd have a strong emotional episode in number two and this one hit me a lot harder than I think the Onigumo episode just because I feel bad for Kagome uh, Inuyasha and Kikyo being so star-crossed kind of cancel each other out and their tragedy is contained but we have poor Kagome over here who at this point has nobody <laughs> She has a, a man Kagome. coming after. Well, he's coming after her really hard, and I don't think she's on board and yet. Hojo. Can't forget Hojo. And it was nice to see them getting down to brass tacks within the show of Kagome realizing finally that she is in love with Inuyasha, and that everything from now on is going to be motivated by that love, and she's just going to accept it and try to roll with the punches as best she could. Also, I think I realized, too, that her ability to take this sort of punishment to uh, endure the sadness is the part that Kikyo doesn't have in her anymore, which is why she appears a little cold in the other show, because she just won't take it anymore. But all that's still left in Kagome, and hence why she's cool with uh, being the outside girl. Oh, the... Uh, like the real backup like, <laughs> hey if you turn 30 and I turn 30 and we're still single Ugh. whoa 30 <laughs> Jesus how sad is my life 40 40 is what you the deal that you make point oh and the uh, conversation with her mom was what mm, got to yeah. me okay you do your number one <laughs> what's your favorite of season two the true owner of the great sword. Ooh, that is the one with, let me see, Sashomaru and then Koga getting introduced at the very end mm -hmm. and becoming a murdering psychopath as he sets his dogs mm -hmm. upon a village. Oh, Rin is introduced. Right. Okay, got it. Yeah, this episode has it all except for Kagura. <laughs> um, I thought it was a great end to the battle between the brothers. You learn about the... Tensega, um, you meet Rin. You've got the beginning of the Rin Sashomaru relationship. Um, you get introduced to Koga, who's awesome. 
And then you see Sashomaru kind of uh, show some heart and bring Rin back from the dead. It was very enjoyable. It's a great episode to have. Um, I think it went flawlessly into the two arcs. If you want to call them two separate arcs, I thought they went really great just into the Sashomaru and the Swords one into the Koga arc. Looks like I had this one at number eight. So under Moroku falls into a dangerous trap and Kikyo and Inuyasha into the miasma. Oh, wow. Well, that's still pretty good. That's still in the good range of episodes. <laughs> Lower, I'd say, hmm. Oh, we start to get into all right when we, uh, like four or five more down, as in like Inuyasha's soul devoured and the Windscar fails. If you'd picked any of those from that five episode arc. I would say. Great. You want to hear what mine was? <laughs> yes. Curious. My number one. Titsaga Breaks with Goshinki oh, and Kagura. Right, huh? And uh, Inuyasha's demon form getting unleashed. Probably of all his demon form episodes, that's probably the strongest. Yeah. It came at a great time because I really wanted that Goshinki bastard dead. <laughs> oh, like, what a jerk, man. He was a glutton and a total uh, teacher's ignored, pet. He ignored Shippo. <laughs> and he ignored Shippo. <laughs> the worst of all. <laughs> Killed everybody except for two children, who we have to assume are orphans now. Maybe they went to go live with Koharu <laughs> at the woodcutting village. If this is indeed not the same village <laughs> where Koharu was originally at. Start a little school for orphan children that the Inuyasha gang comes across. Yep, so all those women <laughs> and those that Dang. kid and Gramps uh, also... Kid and Gramps can go. Those women are on their own. Aw. Women gotta support women, Lindsay. Mm-mm. Not ungrateful ones. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Don't write us in. <laughs> Still going with some reverse psychology. <laughs> and even though it's a spoilery title, isn't also... A, Kikyo's in this one as well at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, because they're still recovering from... The windscar failing. Yeah. Boy, they really hit a run of bad luck. I, I'm telling you, I, was it this episode? I can't, we've been talking for so long, I can't remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they really went through some shit. You're still recording, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't realize it's been almost an hour. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll cut all that stuff out I said <laughs> okay. about Angel. And what was I yapping about? Coco, Back to the Future, right, Avengers, right. Rome. Right. I'd make you listen to so many things I say. It's really <laughs> terrible. Anyway, yeah, that one was my favorite. Because that one had everything for me in the same way that... Uh, what was it? A uh, uh, True Owner of the Great Sword had everything for you. Really, this one was only missing Koga, I think. Mine was only missing Koga. Oh! <laughs> yeah, Goshinkyo probably is the most formidable of his incarnations so far. I mean, the little uh, sewing needle guy was pretty ick, but Goshinkyo could read minds. He was pretty bloodthirsty. Yeah. I think he was... What's, Probably the least, the one I'd want to run into the least. What's creation number five going to be, I wonder? It's got to be stronger than 
both of those. Because they're kind of... I think the only reason they defeated Juromaru and Kagoromaru was that they all worked together. Well, I do want to know, do you think um, Lake of the Evil Water God is better or worse than Kohaku's lost memory? Uh, I don't want to watch either one of them again. Well, on the one hand, one of them has Kohaku in it. The yeah. other has Moroku trying to nail a tiny girl. Yeah. There's probably more pros to the Lake of the Evil Water God. It's hard to give that thing praise, though, isn't it? It is. <laughs> but it's got Moroku, like, extorting the mayor for all that money. <laughs> Riding away on, like, a cart and a horse just piled with goods. It's kind of funny. Yep, it's true. And then, yeah, and then the little tiny water goddess, he's like, but, but... <laughs> How does this work? But I was gonna... <laughs> can I still? Oh, well. Um, that was that was a plus. And Sango gets back into the groove. Yeah. And he actually gets his arm bitten by a snake. Well, he punches it. <laughs> punches through some toad guards. Yeah. Or are they fish guards? They were fish guards. I think they are, yeah. Fish, fishy-like creatures. Um... The one kid looked like Charlie Brown, had those little Charlie Brown eyes. Charlie Brown, yeah. <laughs> uh, might be about it. Well, okay. Thanks for <laughs> indulging me in that bit of nonsense. Nonsense. It's going to get harder in season three. We'll have to do the exact same thing with nine oh, episodes. Gosh, what's going to happen in season three? I hope we've got some good stuff to look forward to. Oh, you haven't looked ahead? I have not. It's not on Netflix anymore. I'm going to have to go to DVDs. Go into your DVD shelf. Wipe off all the dust. <laughs> no. Uh, and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll rate those three. And then I'll have I'll make you. <laughs> uh, no. I think I'm... <laughs> I, look, season two was just so hard to rate. So it's possible I could change my mind on any of these. Which, um, if I do, you will be the first to be informed on mic, <laughs> and I will go into extreme detail at why. <laughs> the one I kind of feel bad about is my number three, the backlash wave. Maybe that one will grow on me. If it goes higher, uh, then Sango's suffering and Tetsaga is stolen is like right there. So poor Sango, all of her episodes with Kohaku are just right there at the bottom. It's bringing you down, Sango. And then Kaijimbo. And then Jinenji. And then Tetsaga and Tensega. And then Father's Old Enemy. And then Kikyo captured by Naruto. And then Sakoma revealed to the people. And then the baby trapped. And then Joro.